week seven of quarantine, week eight of quarantine of doing this. It's definitely been longer quarantine-wise, but I think this is our seventh week of uh, doing the show, although we yeah. skipped last week. We skipped last week. Uh, but yeah, no, so we're back. We've got quite a bit to cover uh, when it comes to some big trades that went down or uh, – yep. I don't know if I'd say trades, but it's as much as pickups because a few of them were just kind of dropped mm-hmm. and now are on new teams. But uh, let's start off uh, with fans wanting sports without fans in the stadiums. Because, I mean, yeah, it makes for- sense. Like, at this point, it's been two months without sports. I think fans are willing to not go to the stadium if they can get some sports. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how it's different for the LA Chargers. Um, but I mean, I saw somewhere in Taiwan, Thailand or Taiwan, I believe it was. And they let some fans in for baseball, but they had them sit apart, which I think is a creative Mm -hmm. idea. Um, but I was thinking about how we could like the NFL, like potentially could do something like let play with no fans or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea. And I thought the NFL, if they really wanted to, would could start the season at, like, week nine and just – I mean, it sounds terrible, but just start from week nine and, and go from there Yeah. and only play divisional games. But you can't do that for college because basically if Alabama doesn't play Georgia or whatever, then it's all about strength of schedule, which doesn't matter in the NFL. So, I mean, I feel like the fan, if they needed fans in the stadiums for revenue um, – then it makes sense, but I think, yeah, I would love to see stadiums without fans. But I know Taylor would be upset because Seattle's home games—that's their yeah. biggest advantage. I mean, um, so <laughs> I feel like Seattle, Kansas City, like they're gonna get slighted by it. But you know, I feel like the thing is though is because they use when it comes to the NFL, they use crowd yeah. noise. They pump that in during mm-hmm. uh, practice. So I don't see why yeah. they couldn't have someone doing the exact same thing during a regular game. Mm-hmm. Because then we would still, sure, it wouldn't be live fans, but yeah. we'd have at least something that gives yeah. it a semblance of, oh, yeah. there's that crowd aspect, as opposed you're, to getting rid of it You're stimulating the environment. You're trying to make the environment yeah. as similar Because if you, you take can. that out, I mean, like, that's, that's going to be horrible. If it's you take out the, the crowd play. thing altogether. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine playing in AT&T Stadium with, like, no fans there? Oh, yeah. Just looking up, they just be weird. But, I mean, I'm selfish. I want something on the TV to watch. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. I was tempted when I was working out to throw on National Geographic because there were no good <laughs> movies on. So, like, <laughs> let's get something going, guys. This is getting bad. Yeah, no, I think sports definitely need to uh, to be back. In mm-hmm. some aspect, I mean, we're already seeing uh, some pe- some teams returning to uh, practices, uh, or at least in- individual practices. But uh, yeah, yeah. So sports needs to well, be back. The difficult thing is that each state or even each city has yeah. different regulations that need yeah. to be followed. I think that's where most of the trouble is falling. I know for because um, I follow, I'm watching closely um, what's happening with like some of the states out west because they're some of the worst hit um, yeah. like California and Oregon and stuff like that and Oregon's supposed to host Ohio State uh, which is supposed to play the, on September 12th 
and this Ohio State doesn't generally travel to the Pac-12 much, so it's going to be one of those bigger games that doesn't happen every year. And Oregon basically saying there's no way this game is going to happen on September 12th. Yeah. And they talked about potentially playing it in, like, Dallas or whatever. And the only reason that this is supposed to be a game, not to throw Oregon under the bus, mm-hmm. is because it's played at Oregon. Mm-hmm. If it was played at Ohio State yeah. or a neutral field, Ohio State's going to put up 50. Yeah. But the fact that it's played it on the other side of the country gives makes it more of a game and more of a bigger deal than it is. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, but... I know I'd that there are, see. there are rumors that the NF, the NHL will be playing uh, throughout the rest of the season in Toronto. So, I mean, I think that there's a point at which the sports needs to go on. Maybe they go on somewhere, maybe not, per se, in the U.S., mm-hmm. which would yeah. be weird. But at the same time, at least we'd have something to watch again, and there'd be that competitive nature of sports yeah. back on. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, know the yeah. NBA, I think there was a rumor that they might go to Australia with it. So, I mean, you get you get a little bit more of a exposure outside of the U.S. for the mm-hmm. NBA, which wouldn't wouldn't be 100% a bad thing. No. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I think. Oh, yeah, go. Fans are going to get used to whatever. Like if they yeah. get if it's played in if the NFL is played in Canada or wherever it's played, or if they're all played in like college stadiums basically because they can shut them down or whatever. Um, they I think fans would get used to it, um, and then it would they'd be very excited for when it goes back to normal. So I yeah. think it'd be like a, yeah, kind of like the preseason atmosphere of okay, this is not really the season, but you know when it comes back, it really comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So let's talk about uh, Jameis Winston. And I kind of want to talk about him a little bit more than maybe just being signed by the Saints because he also recently had LASIK surgery. Really? And, uh, yeah, from what he said after the surgery is he could finally read street signs. So maybe this explains a little bit why he threw 30 for 30, but (laughs) uh, if he's out there... I hate to tell you this, but you don't have to be able to read signs to know if the stop sign says red, green, or yellow. You don't need to read the fine print if it's a red, green, or yellow. But I'm, I'm, okay? I'm saying, I'm saying I'm is that you, he couldn't read a sign you, on the road while he's driving. I mean, I hope you're not reading the letters of the jersey that says, Saints, don't throw it. Buccaneers, do throw it. You should be going... <laughs> Does he look like a guy in my locker room? I will throw it. If not, don't throw it. But, I mean, yeah, um, fair enough. That's you know, funny. I think everything Jameis does is going to be under a microscope because yeah. he basically created his own documentary. Um, so I think, seriously, Jameis is in the best spot because the Saints get the most out of players. They take mm-hmm. Taysom Hill and yeah. He's probably going to get traded for like a first round pick. So for Jameis, it's best case scenario because he didn't get signed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he can sit behind Drew Brees. And if Drew Brees goes down, you know, he's got Sean Payton who makes, who made Teddy Bridgewater into a starter. Yeah. So I think this is legitimate for, for Jameis Winston. But everyone needs, Jameis just needs to not be Jameis, basically, not do anything crazy. Not get into fights with people, not suck on his finger in a really weird, disturbing <laughs> yeah. thing he did. Um, he just needs to be 
a Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo type yeah. player. Because mm-hmm. if he behaves like a normal backup, mm-hmm. and then they find out how talented he is, I think he will be a very. Um, then it becomes the question. Because the question has never been for Jameis is about arm strength. It's never been that. Yeah. It's, can you tame the 30 interceptions and tame his personality? Because if you can, he's a starter. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like Mitchell Trubisky, who's, you know, you don't have to worry about him, but on the field, you really have to run a magic show to keep him in the NFL. Yeah. With Jameis, it's just don't do anything stupid. We have a, you have a job. So I mm-hmm. think if Jameis can just clean up the mistakes and maybe his eyes help him do that, um, I think Jameis could be potentially the future of the Saints, yeah. which would be hilarious saying Drew Brees retires next year that Jameis suits up for the Saints as their franchise quarterback against his replacement in Tampa and Tom Brady. Yeah. That would be beautiful irony. So all, <laughs> all the best for Jameis. Um, I'd love to see it. Obviously, I still kind of miss the old Jameis, which was one and a half wins for the Panthers, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, Jameis getting signed by the Saints, it makes sense that he goes there as a backup because, mm-hmm. I mean, as you already mentioned, it's probably going to be where he's – He's the backup for maybe a couple years if if Breeze keeps going and if he if Breeze retires after like this year or next year I mean mm-hmm. James is kind of in that spot where he's already been mentored to take over for the Saints uh, as as the backup now becoming a starter I think James definitely has the talent it's just he lacks the experience that he kind of uh, was almost forced into becoming an all-star quarterback at the start and I think sitting behind someone like Drew Brees that's just smart when he plays and smart about how he throws the ball will help Jameis kind of become better a lot better than he was even like yeah mm-hmm. I mean obviously last year <laughs> yeah. throwing 30 for 30 uh is not exactly the best I mean you threw 30 touchdowns cool but you also threw 30 touchdowns for the other team so yeah. Not exactly the I best. I mean, he also he also led the NFL. So yeah. I don't know what that says about the second guy that they that he beat you while throwing thirty interceptions. So yeah, no. I don't know how that says, but so let's uh so Andy Dalton, obviously mm-hmm. this was kind of this was kind of coming. It was either that Andy Dalton was going to get re-signed to a pretty small tr- contract by the Bengals mm-hmm. and sit behind Joe Burrow. Or he was going to yeah. get traded away, which is what happened. He gets traded to Dallas. Um, when it comes to this trade, I, yeah. I like it. But what does this mean for Dak Prescott? Because he's still wanna, waiting on his contract. I want to backtrack and go about talk about Joe Burrow for a second. Yeah. Um, because I want to talk about Joe the Exotic for a second. Um, <laughs> remember when the Chicago Bears signed Mike Lennon and they trade and they got uh, Mitchell Trubisky? This is the yeah. start of his career. And I said, I don't like – always, I've always said I, I'm wary about starting a uh, rookie quarterback early because if, one, if they screw up and they throw four picks and they get in hurt or something like that, yeah. their confidence is shaky and they might never get it back. Mm-hmm. And you can always start a quarterback for his first game, whether it's two years down the road, it doesn't matter. You can always start him later. But you could have for a hot second. That that's all. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, you're back now. Uh, I can't see you guys though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
it like kicked me out of the, I can hear you, but I can't see you guys. Okay. Okay. This, <laughs> this is weird. Great. Uh, awesome. Techni- Welcome back to Technical Difficulties. On just difficulties. <laughs> just, uh, um, just disconnect and reconnect. It's fine. Okay. But, uh, there yeah. There we go, so- I'm back. Okay, good. So, yeah. uh, so I said, basically, um, you can start. A, you can start. A, you can have your rookie quarterback have his first game anywhere, you, anytime you want it. Mm-hmm. But you always have to be careful of making sure he's ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being said, I don't think Mike Lynn was. Uh, Mike Lynn was obviously worse than Mitchell Trubisky. Now, being said, is whatever they got in compensation better than potentially teaching Joe Burrow how to play in the NFL, sitting him for a couple games? Because let's face it. Joe Burrow was the best player in college last year, but let's let I me mean, let's be honest. One player is not going to put the Bengals in the playoffs. Yeah, no. I mean they got issues. Mm-hmm. They've got issues not just <laughs> on the field, but I think they got issues in the actual office of the Bengals. I think there's just issues. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I'm not going to question the pick of Joe Burrow, but I'm saying, is it smart to have a quarterback basically saying, you know what, you're just going to lose for a year. You're just going to lose yeah. for a year. And we're just going to put those miles on this on your tires, and you're just going to lose for a year. Or is it better to say, you know what, Andy? You know what? We're not going to win, but let, let's have you teach Joe Burrow everything you know so when Joe Burrow comes out next year, he's hotter than the next thing. Because yeah. let's face it, fans are going to come out for six games to see the rookie quarterback and realize we still stink. So, I mean, I get the trade because it's a lot of money to basically have him be another quarterback coach. So that makes sense. <laughs> but how it pertains to Dak Prescott, your job's in jeopardy, bro. Your yeah. job is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Because if Jerry believed in you, he would have signed you. Mm-hmm. And everyone can point to Ray's, Jerry Jones is doing all these things. It's a bad da 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 If Jerry Jones believed in you, he would have signed you. Zeke Elliott, he believed in him. He signed him. So, I mean, for Jerry Jones, it's beautiful because – now Dak Prescott's got to play his heart out, and he can say, you know what? Eh, I got Andy Dalton. I can run with this. So he's not trapped option-wise. And yeah. if Dak Prescott balls out, he's the starter. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, Andy Dalton's the starter. The Cowboys have mm-hmm. all the leverage. You know, we're going to find out how good Dak Prescott is this year because well, he's going to have to play his best, and, and he might not be good enough. But After go everything that's gone down with Dak Prescott already, like, I mean, we're just mm-hmm. talking about his postseason and yep. And, I mean, I think postseason's kind of getting to a lot of different players. And I don't want to go into the recent one with uh, Earl Thomas because I think that's a little it's a little too much. But Especially for the Revenant. Um... Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you, you can look it up on your own time. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit too much to talk about uh, safely here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andy Dalton coming in, just it seems like it's Jerry Jones telling Dak that He's not the go-to core. He's not the franchise quarterback for them. Yeah. And I think as much as I'd like to say that it's his way of telling Dak that his that his job's in jeopardy, I think it's his way of saying that we're finding a replacement for you. Because I don't think it's going right. to be Dak getting that starting position. I think we're going to see tra- essentially – the uh, whole the whole training before the, the preseason. We're going to see preseason where we're going to see both of them on the field. And I think Jerry yeah. Jones is essentially in the, I mean, now Mike McCarthy is going to see mm. which one he likes better 
And depending yeah. on which one he likes better by come net regular season, I think that's going to be who's starting. Which means that if yeah. Dak doesn't get his crap together, we could yeah. easily see Andy Dalton being the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, which is kind of an insane thing to say, looking just at last season. I mean, let's talk about it, because Mike McCarthy was in Green Bay, and his scheme, he ran with Aaron Rodgers before they went to the night with Kyle Shant, with uh, Matt LaFleur. Before they did that, <laughs> Andy Dalton is more stylistically like Aaron Rodgers than Dak Prescott is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would make more sense to what Mike McCarthy is familiar to. Being said, it's always important to see what the locker room wants. I'm not saying Andy Dalton's not loved by the locker room, but Dak Prescott has been there. At, they came, Him and Zeke Elliott came in together, and Zeke Elliott is like, the star of the Cowboys. The star yeah. of the Cowboys is hilarious. Because um, <laughs> they got a star on their helmet. But, um, like, he's, they've came in together. They're, like, good friends. I think they were both at the par- house party together. Um, so they, like, there's, like, a connection between the two of them. Mm. And that means the locker room's on his side. Now, it not, not always be that he's the best player, but sometimes you got to go with what the locker room wants mm-hmm. so you don't create turmoil. And I think the locker room might reside with Dak Prescott. So... I mean, I, it's, it's, it's fair enough. It's a good point. They're both good quarterbacks. I don't think there's going to be a drama between the two of them yeah. uh, because they're both no drama guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I think it's purely X's and O's, I think Andy Dalton's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean. But I think it's mm-hmm. going to come down to more than uh, just X's and O's, and I think um, Dak will be the starter. I think that's going to come down to. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're looking at it from purely who has more experience and who's been in the league longer and who yeah. probably has the better the better chance of throwing less interceptions in a season and yeah. is probably the safer bet, then I'd say that that right now would be Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. However, who's going to be the player that you want to turn maybe into the franchise quarterback? Long-term, Dak Prescott's definitely someone that you can mold into that. The problem is, is so far he's seemed, he's seemed to be a little bit iffy. Like, with Ezekiel Elliott, he yeah. held out until he got his contract, and he didn't, like, commit to the team yeah. until he got paid. But Dak mm-hmm. Prescott's kind of taken it a step further, and instead of just not committing to the team, he's kind of said... At least so far this off season, he's kind of committed to just himself and hasn't really yeah. seemed to commit as much to his future yeah. and the jeopardy yeah. that his actions can kind of put him in. And so right yeah. now he looks more like a petulant child than an NFL quarterback. Ooh, ooh, that's, <laughs> and ooh, I think Jerry strong. Jones that's a bit strong. As as, and I'm just saying like we're talking Jerry Jones is coming from that that boomer age, okay? He doesn't respect. Okay, time out. He doesn't respect call time out when players act like petulant children. He respected Ezekiel uh, okay. Elliott holding out. He's not going to respect Dak Prescott doing what he's doing now. Okay, let's be honest. I know you're upset that Bill O'Brien's your head coach, but that that's that's a bit strong <laughs> because you just called you just called Jerry Jones a okay boomer, and then you went after Dak Prescott <laughs> saying he's a petulant child in the same sentence. That is about that's a hater right there. That's just a hater. Now. As an Eagles sympathizer, which I am, a Philadelphia Eagles sympathizer, I'm going to defend the Dallas Cowboys. 
<laughs> I think that Dak Prescott is getting graded against the likes of first rounders. We have to remember that Dak Prescott was a fourth round draft pick. Yeah. And that he came in and was never expected to be a legitimate like starter in the NFL. Otherwise, he would have gone in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, and he did a great job coming in for Tony Romo. I don't need to run through his entire career or his playoff yeah. accolades because there's not many playoff accolades, Cowboys fans. But I think Dak Prescott is a B-plus starter. No, nothing great, no mistakes, no drama. Yeah. But I think Dak Prescott didn't handle the holdout well, unlike Ezekiel Elliott, because, you know, one held out and one came back and balled, and the offense was great, and the other one didn't. So I think doesn't if doesn't matter what happened in the holdout, unless he threw for 55 touchdowns, this is the NFL record, yeah. he's going to be treated and saying he shouldn't have held out. So I think Dak Prescott is – is fine as a quarterback. The problem is, I think Jerry is tired of seeing Patrick Mahomes. He's tired of seeing Aaron Rodgers come into his building and just put a number up on him. So he wants someone else that can potentially do that. And I don't, I hate to tell it to him, neither of those guys are it. So I think he sees Andy as better than Dak because he's more like Aaron or Patrick Mahomes. It's not like that. So, I mean, there's talks that Tom Brady might go into Dallas. So I think. I'm kind of all over the place, but I think Dak Prescott <laughs> isn't the problem with the team. I don't think he is. Yeah, I, don't I think, wouldn't. I think well, he's I'm not a band. Say, I think he's a bandaid on a flood. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say that Dak <laughs> is a problem with Dallas because obviously yeah. we did see him ball out at times last season. But what I will say is that I think Jerry is tired of letting kind of letting Dak just ball out certain games and then get balled yeah. out of the game on others okay, okay. and so i think picking up andy dalton put, put some pressure on dak to be better than he's been yeah. because until now we haven't really seen dak have competition in that starting quarterback role yeah. <laughs> i mean once tony roma was gone it was it was over there was no competition in that starting position i don't even think tony was competition because tony was courting cbs yeah, you know, Tony no, was playing. Once, once Tony was in his last season or so, he was kind of just yeah. done. It was it was already yeah. expected that he was going to get booted or end up just leaving yeah. himself, and Dak was going to take was, over. And so it's Tony almost was been like Dak on the Cowboys with CBS. Da- yeah. Dak has held the position of quarterback. It's been pretty much given to him that yeah. he was going to be the guy, and now Jerry's like, well, I gave you. I gave you the opportunity to be the guy, but yeah. now you actually have to be the guy as opposed mm-hmm. yeah. to be just given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So Dak's got to step up. I mean, we'll see if it happens this season. I mean, I'm interested to see if uh, Andy takes over for a few games, how we see him in preseason, if we have a preseason. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think what you have to do is – if you start with Dak, you gotta start with stick with Dak. If you start with Dak, stay with Dak. But once yeah. if you switch to Andy, you gotta stay with Andy throughout the year. You can't go back and forth. If you did Dak the whole year, Andy the whole year, or Dak starts it and Andy you cannot yeah. mm-hmm. go back and forth. Unless one of them gets injured, but you could not go back and forth. You have to have a committed starter and then switch. Look, you cannot be like eh, eh, like sweatshirts. You can't be switching them. You gotta <laughs> stick with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just gotta stick with them go through the year all right 
So moving on to another quarterback, but one that's still out of a job. We got Cam Newton, your boy. Cam. Uh, <laughs> I was in a good mood, Taylor. I wasn't. Happy <laughs> when you brought his name up. But can't. So Cam's still out of a job. Uh, yeah. He's now made it clear through his agent that he's willing to be a backup to a good team and a good quarterback. Is this the right move for him to almost try and force getting onto a new team this early on before the season starts, or maybe hold out a little bit longer and try to get a starting position? Uh, remember what happened with Tebow a couple years ago before everyone was Tebowing yeah. and it was like the greatest Christian thing ever? Mm-hmm. Um, before that happened, um, actually I should say after that happened, uh, Tim Tebow went to New England and died. Um, the point is that you have to, like, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, Lamar Jackson, Cam's the most talented out of the group, but are quarterbacks that cannot just pick up and run any team. Aaron Rodgers goes anywhere. He can run any team. Cam's got to have an offense and a coach that realizes that Cam's got to throw, he's got to run. You cannot ask him to just dink and dunk and be a short rhythm passer like Tom Brady. You can't do that. You have to adapt to what Cam's and I don't know how many quarterbacks, the coaches are going to say, we'll create our second offense for our backup quarterback. Yeah. Because if they're not going to do it, then you have to find a team, i.e. the Ravens, that runs a similar, that basically runs an offense that you're compatible, compatible with. Because mm-hmm. you have to fit in your offense, otherwise you're just not going to work. So if the Ravens don't go after Cam, then how many teams are going to want to run a separate offense for their backup quarterback? Mm-hmm. Not many. No. So I think Cam's going to have best chance is for Ron Rivera to say, for him to say, for Ron Rivera to call him and say, you know what, Dwayne Haskins ain't it. Dwayne Haskins ain't it. Help me. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's my, that might happen like week eight. But unless that happens, Cam, you know, might need to look at working for SEC on CBS or yeah. something like that because, you know, he definitely has the personality for it. Um, but I don't see Cam getting picked up unless it's, Ron Rivera with the Redskins, or it's a team that finds out that their quarterback is not really it. Yeah. Um, that might be the Bears, and they're saying, like, we're desperate, but there's not many teams that want to create a special offense for a backup quarterback besides the And they got, like, so. Yeah, yeah I, I think to- Cam's like, best option at this point is to just hold out and wait until the playoffs come or a little before the playoffs and see if a team is interested in him at that point. Because, I mean, obviously he's been to the dance. He's played in playoff games. Mm -hmm. And if you were to bring on someone like him who is more of a veteran player, uh, maybe for someone like, say, a Dwayne Haskins, to even just mentor him during the playoffs, if somehow the Redskins were to make it, which I don't see it happening. But, you know, I mean, they did pick up... yeah, I I don't see it happening. Even though they did get that second draft pick, <laughs> yeah. but uh, if yeah, I think his best option is to hold out. Now I think he's trying to get back into the game a little too quickly. I think he misses it a lot and is trying yeah, to prove kind good. of kind of a little bit like. And I I say this with a lot of uh, caution because I don't at all contri- or attribute the same situation for uh, Cam to this player, but it's almost a little bit like he's trying too hard, uh, like Colin Kaepernick did last season, 
when Ooh. he was trying to get back into the NFL. Because it seems See, like in both situations, yeah, I, I, both mm-hmm. players rushed. Like, obviously, we're talking about Kaepernick, who's been out for a much longer period of time than Cam yeah. has been. Yeah. But it just seems like there's a bit of a rush to get yeah. back for Cam that yeah. doesn't need to be there yet. And if he rushes to like, get back, yeah. he's not going to get the situation yeah. he wants. Yeah. I mean, I think Cam questions about health, right? Yeah. Because if Cam can stay healthy, he's a starter. That's why, that's why, he got, that's why Matt Rule says he cut him. Um, <laughs> for Cam, it's, if he can stay healthy, he's a starter, which is the same thing Stan Bradford got into when he still got into a job with the Vikings. Go figure. Mm. Um, but I think if Cam finds out that he can stay healthy, I think there's going to be an audience. For yeah. Whereas for Kaepernick, it was never about health. It was, can he stop throwing everything like a 95-mile-an-hour fastball? <laughs> and do you want CNN in their locker room because you have a Martin Luther King March speech thing happening every press conference? Do yeah. you want to put up with it? Um, and some teams are like, half the country loves him, half the team country hates him. I don't want that. Yeah. And I totally, 100% agree with that. I don't want drama at the quarterback position. Just don't. So I completely agree with why teams didn't go with after Kaepernick. They just don't want the drama. With Cam, they don't want the health question. So I think if Cam sorts out his questions, which are his, like, not his, really his fault, because it's not his fault he gets hurt. It's not. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think it's kind of unfair to compare the two because he doesn't choose to get hurt and mm-hmm. Kaepernick is pro mm-hmm. but we're not getting into politics. Um, but I think if Camp fixes the health concerns, he's going to have several legitimate offers in a year when they find out Herbert's not it. Or, you know what? Tyrod Taylor was a mistake. Or, yeah, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins can't really beat good playoff team primetime. And so, so, oh, so some team's going to take it. And I'm back. We won't be able to read it because the camp chooses a weird font, but we'll be able to understand what he's saying. Yeah. So, I guess moving, yeah. With Cam, it's just kind of up in the air. We'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to get what he wants out of it if he moves too fast on it, but uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, NFL schedule was released, I think it was, uh, what, middle of the week, pretty much? Yep. Uh, I was just looking at a few of them. And primetime is going to be interesting. Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of primetime games. Obviously, Tom Brady going to South Beach. We've got quite a few games where Tampa Bay is going to be featured on there. It's, I think it's the most time they've ever been featured in a season on primetime. Yep, time. wonder why. <laughs> wonder why. Yeah, they last 15 years, they've only been on primetime 17 times. They're going to be in primetime five times this season alone. Good lord. Uh, and yeah. I mean, some of these matchups are actually looking pretty epic. I mean, we're we're talking about uh, Seattle's going to be facing off against uh, I think it's the, the Cardinals at least three or four times this season. Which I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to be amazing, but I mean they just picked up DeAndre Hopkins. You've got a pretty salt quarterback now after. Uh, after that solid first season for him, kind of. Uh, so, I mean... Hey, 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 do not go after <laughs> Kyler on this podcast. Do not do it. <laughs> Kyler is a second... Kyler's not Russell, but he's definitely better than Jimmy. 
because Jamie's just doing glorified handoffs every play. So yeah, no, uh, Kyler. I mean, that's the thing. That's when you were going back and talking about um, uh, Joe Burrow, I think he'll be more of like a Kyler in this situation where he's coming into a team that's struggling and it might take him a year to lose uh, before they start getting a winning record. But I feel like yep. he'll be okay. Okay, give me a sec. Yep. You guys are good. Okay. Someone just came to our house and dropped something off, and I was wondering if he was going to try to disrupt the show, but you're good. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I was like, not today, budget. Not today. You're not going to no, do it today. No. So no, no, no. I'm looking at the schedule overall. The Ravens have probably the easiest schedule out of any team this season. Yeah. Which is... A little frustrating considering the Ravens were already blowing teams out of the water last year, and they didn't have a, an amazingly easy schedule. I mean, they went up against the 49ers, they went up against Seattle, they beat the Patriots. I mean, like, there is, they, they, they beat everybody, and it wasn't an easy schedule this season. They, they, they didn't, a lot of the Ravens didn't beat everybody. Yeah, the Ravens were really good. Let's just clarify. Lamar Jackson did not exactly play well in the postseason. That no, probably played not. into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, postseason so, wasn't great. That was hard to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I'm not gonna make that Earl Thomas joke. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> um. I stopped myself. He didn't. <laughs> um. But I think that I I was looking at the schedule, and um I sent this to a friend of mine who's a diehard Saints fan. Mm-hmm. And it showed like what Tom Brady is week one and what uh, Drew Brees is week one. Yeah. Drew Brees isn't great week one. This is the most important week one matchup for the Saints I've ever seen. Yeah, because you have the the Saints have been basically the king of the NFC South. They put it, they run it, won it like the last three years, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been close. And then they won it like overall in the last seven years a lot, mm-hmm. but. They have a home game against a better team. The Saints have to win against the Buccaneers at home, not only because it's a plus one for them to put a win in their column, but they're winning at home because if they don't, then the best they can do is if they go into Tampa's place is tie a division record with the Buccaneers. And I don't like the Saints' chances of having to go play at Tampa in the playoffs compared to having Tampa having to come to New Orleans. So New Orleans has to win. If they want to win the division, they're going to have to win week one against Tampa, which is not exactly good because Drew Brees is not exactly good week one. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. Yeah, looking at the AFC East, uh, all four teams in the AFC East have to face off against the Chiefs and the 49ers at some point this season. And the Saints are going to be the only other team in the NFL right now that has to face both Super Bowl teams in 2020. So, I mean, I don't really appreciate that the Panthers have to go into Kansas City. I don't appreciate that at all. (laughs) Um, I don't also appreciate the fact that they have to go into Minnesota. Actually, I do appreciate that because they can go see them. But I don't appreciate that they have to go play at Lambeau. I mean, sheesh, can we just check off those two L's? And then we got Tom Brady. Oh, jeez. However, we get Tom Brady later in the season. You think Minnesota is going to beat Carolina? It's in Minnesota, bro. Yeah, so? I I don't. 
I don't field, like our second. Our, home field advantage doesn't exist in Minnesota. It's not a thing. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. Uh, the last time the Panthers beat the Vikings in Minnesota, the wide receivers were Steve Smith Sr. and Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while, folks. Yeah. So, um, I feel like, you know, I'm just glad the Panthers secondary has a chance to get their training wheels off a little bit mm-hmm. before they go up against Tom Brady and they get to welcome themselves against Derek Carr, which is a lot better than opening the season against Patrick Mahomes, which I yeah. first thought, I'm like, they're going to have to open the season at Kansas City. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Against that rookie secondary, they're going to get they're going to get picked on. It's mm-hmm. it's just never going to end. But at least they get to do it against the Raiders. They got some talent, but you know, Patriots. it's better than Kansas City. There's a rumor going around that the Patriots are going to tank for Trevor in the draft next season. Hey, 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 hey! I would not be surprised. <laughs> I feel like the Panthers could tank for Trevor because he's a Carolina. Guy. Actually, he's a Georgia guy. My bad. Maybe he's so, a Georgia guy. Which... We're looking at the schedule for the Patriots. They play the Bills twice. They play the Ravens, yeah. Texans, 49ers, and Seahawks. So oh, my Lord. It's not going to be a fun time to be a Patriots fan when your quarterback's gone. Pretty much your uh-huh. entire offense is as well. I mean, you got Edelman. That's about it. Uh, you're losing players left and right. I think this is where the Patriots might have to go into rebuild mode. Because um, you've got yeah. a hard you know schedule. But the Patriots had this problem in 2009, and then in 2014, there was, the Patriots are done, there's no way, no how. 2016, it's over. So, the Patriots have heard these words, these phrases, before about the dynasty being done. But they always I'm just gonna, there's also a guy that, you know, won a Super Bowl with uh, the Giants defense coordinator, Uh, his name is Babelchek, he's still there. Um, and there's another their offensive coordinator took the Tim Tebow to the conference championship game. Tim Tebow. So, but I'm just saying that's building Tim from the ground up when it comes to the offense. The defense was the reason why the Patriots were even in uh, yeah, a situation I, last I season. Yeah, I was. Tr- yeah, I know it's a, it's a desperate situation. It's terrible. I was just trying to run for some propaganda real quick. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, they're, they're going to stink this year. They're going to stink. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's not a good look for a Patriots fan. I mean, I think they've they been crying since Tom Brady left, and it looks like the tears are just going to keep flowing. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I think Saints, Saints and Patriots are the two teams that have the toughest schedules overall. Yeah. You know, they both have to face, at some point, they have to face the two teams that were in the playoffs. Yeah, but I think one of them will come out at least with a 50-50 chance of winning that. The other one's got more yeah. of a 25-75. Yeah, I mean, I think the Saints, like I said, have to win against the Buccaneers early. And yeah. I think the Saints have to get out to a couple-game lead against the Buccaneers because I think whoever wins the NFC South is gonna is definitely gonna come out and be like a number mm-hmm. because I think it's gonna be Kansas City and really who else in the AFC? Yeah, like who else is gonna come challenge Kansas Kansas City, Baltimore, and fill in the rest of the places whoever you want. You look at the NFC, it's gonna be whoever comes out of the NFC South, 
probably the Cowboys because the Eagles are still yeah. kind of falling. We don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then we don't know about the NFC North because we don't know. Yeah. So, you know, go from there. But I've never been more hyped for a season because of all the team players on different teams. But that's also because we're living in a car um, <laughs> talking about sports. Yeah. So, I mean, I love my car, but point is like i'm hyped to see these games um i just kind of wish that um you know the saints played the buccaneers on like a monday night or a thursday night kind of make that atmosphere Mm -hmm. get tony romo telling us exactly what's going to happen three plays in a head so uh but you know can't complain yeah no it'll be uh it'll be a fun season i'm definitely excited to see what tom brady does uh i mean new team new players new coach it's it's gonna be a season uh that that's that's probably how it's gonna be summed up i mean you've got all this covid crap that's going on hopefully that's over before the nfl starts Mm -hmm. but uh yeah no i definitely looking back on it it, it'll definitely it'll be a season (laughs) what kind of season no clue but it'll be something Do you guys think that the season is going to like go as normal, like the 17-week regular season, or are they going to have no. to postpone games? I think they're going to have to do something about playing in some markets where it's just New York. I don't know how they're going to do that. Because yeah. There's no way New York's going to like Minnesota might be ready, but New York's going to be one of the last places that gets New York and LA are going to be one of the last places. Yeah, um, yeah no. And they might not get the um and frankly the news hasn't changed much in two weeks uh so i don't know but i also think if there's any league that has the power to say we don't care what the what our governor says it's the Mm -hmm. nfl um (laughs) i mean because the nfl like like the nfl basically has owners that say build us a stadium or we'll leave which (laughs) is the ultimate flex in sports build us a stadium or we'll leave you try that in baseball, they're like, uh-huh, go do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The NFL does that. They're like, y- 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 we'll, get, we'll get you a stadium. No problem. No questions asked. And now if the NFL says, we're playing in New York, we don't care what you say. We're playing in New York. New York should be like, okay, you guys are playing. Um, so if there's any league that can bully a governor or the government into getting what they want, it's the NFL. Yeah. Um, and I think fans are going to be like, look, we might not be able to go, but you know, we can't just have be sitting at home and not have anything to do. You mm-hmm. got to do something. So maybe they don't let elderly people in the stadium. But I think the NFL is going to run somehow. Um, I know that every team's going to play. Uh, I don't know if every team's going to play in their home stadium. I don't know how that's going to work. But every mm-hmm. team's going to play and it's going to be on TV mm-hmm. because that's just too much money that the NFL is. Yeah. Now, right. if it goes. Yeah. And now if people get sick and there's a lawsuit, that's a hold up for a different thing. But the thing's mm-hmm. going to go. Yeah. So, switching gears and uh, and moving over to the NBA, uh, let's talk best uh, best trades since uh, 2010, last decade. Uh, and we rank your top three. So we've got the Golden State Warriors signing KD. Mm-hmm. Yep. Houston picking up James Harden. Of course. San Antonio Spurs getting Kawhi. This is before he went to Toronto. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Boston trading uh, KG, so Kevin Kevin Garnett and uh, Pierce. Yep. 
Milwaukee drafting Giannis in the first round. Toronto trading for Kawhi from San Antonio. Yep. Golden State Warriors extending Steph Curry or the Dallas-Atlanta-Trey-Luca trade. Ooh. So, um, yeah, Ben, why don't you I'll start with your top three? Um, as much as I hate the guy, and I do dis- despise him, I got to say Golden State signing KD. Because LeBron James was seen as a bigger-than-the-sport factor. Um, he didn't need a coach, basically. He was bigger than the coach. And it was LeBron versus the world, and it didn't matter. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State, everything changed. Yeah. So I got to go with Golden State, Kevin, D- Kevin Durant first. Next, I got to go with Toronto going to Kawhi. I mean, I knew Toronto had a team, obviously. I didn't talk much about the Raptors. I didn't talk much about the NBA. But next thing I know, there was Terminator jokes nonstop, and Kawhi just won the just won the just won um just won the whole thing so mm. um because Kawhi basically became a meme became like more of an interpretation so i gotta go Kawhi. yeah toronto uh golden state and steph curry is obviously a good one because i'm not gonna put it there but i can't imagine golden state without steph curry it's yeah. almost un- it's almost mm-hmm. unfathomable um but i gotta go to houston taking harden at three not only because i like james harden and the cooking emoji is amazing. Um, <laughs> but if you look back to what Oklahoma, the Oklahoma, basically, the Oklahoma Th- OKC Thunder, basically, were doing, yeah. and you realize that they had, they had Harden, they had Kevin Durant, and they weren't able to do anything with it, and yeah. they were able to go to, like, one finals. But the fact that if you take away what Harden was for a while before they went and got some, before he went and got him help, yeah. Houston's not relevant, Taylor. They're not relevant, bro. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. <laughs> You're not a Houston fan. You know, Harden, the Harden we all know and love is in Houston. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Houston to put themselves in prominence where we're talking about them in Minnesota and in the Dakotas. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> shout out to the Dakotas that I called one state. Get over it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Harden, number three. Yeah. All right, Riley. You're up next. No, I agree with a lot of what you said. Obviously, Harden to the Rockets um, and the Golden State Warriors. You can't you can't really question that. Those were definitely in my my top. But also, like you said, Taylor Kawhi Leonard to the Raptors, I believe. Yeah, was, to the Raptors. from from San Antonio to the Raptors, or the one yeah. that got traded to San Antonio. Uh huh. Did you just get drafted and they get traded to San Antonio? Yeah. Like kind of like an Eli man, mm-hmm, pretty much. That that was stupid. Well, whoever did that, that was. <laughs> and what 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 what's your number? Th- what's your number three then? If you're saying so you said Harden, you said uh, Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And then. No, Kawhi was my three. Oh. Curry is my two. Oh, Steph Curry's the two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair enough. Because remember, I'm a bandwagon fan. <laughs> yeah. Taylor, Taylor, remember, yeah, Taylor, remember, you can only mention Harden once. You can only yeah. mention Harden once. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the thing is, is honestly, I want to put Harden in my top three because honestly, without him, Houston isn't a top five team. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. impact wise, I'm gonna say yeah. he's probably my number two. 
Uh, I got to say, Golden State signing KD was probably the best thing that could have happened to Golden State because they signed a player who was a playmaker who was already Mm -hmm. an excellent excellent player, but he made their team, which was already a winning team, even more winning. I mean, you see them in the finals for the last four or five years. Change the sport. Change the sport. Mainly because of the them picking up uh, KD and keeping Steph Curry and mm-hmm. uh, Draymond Green as well as uh, just Clay Thompson. I mean, they yeah. they were just so dominant in the West for so long, and now I mean I think we're seeing the repercussions of what happens when KD decides to move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to say the Toronto trade for Kawhi is my number two. Or am I? Or is my number three? I should say, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there, because really? I think, as much as they they won they won the championship, and I think he was a huge part of that. They got him for a year, and immediately yeah. after that he left. So, right. you you got what you wanted from him, but you didn't really. Yeah. There's no dynasty there. Yeah. Right. Whereas. Milwaukee drafting Giannis, there's a dynasty to be made there. And I think we're seeing that as they're putting more players around him, just this season alone, how dominant Milwaukee can be in the East with Giannis being that centerpiece. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I want to give it to Kawhi, because he definitely did what Toronto wanted and needed him to do, Long term, I'm gonna say Giannis is probably gonna be more more valuable to Milwaukee than than Kawhi yeah. was to Toronto. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but the ultimate question is to win championships. That's why you play the sports to yeah. win championships. Mm-hmm. Kawhi won a championship for Toronto. Now, mm-hmm. if Giannis never wins a championship, is it the same thing? Like, which is well, more you're, valuable? You're never gonna look 10, at Milwaukee 15 years again without mm-hmm. thinking of Giannis. There's just yeah. no way. You can't look at Toronto without looking at the Terminator. So <laughs> true. So I, I mean, you don't know. So uh, NBA players are allowed to practice facilities again since uh, yesterday. Uh, so obviously, some states still aren't allowing mm-hmm. uh, people to go out and social distance slash. Right. There, there's still all the, all the rules and everything in place, but for those that are allowed to go outside uh teams can practice i think mm-hmm. it's what six players or something in in there at once or maybe yeah. it's i think it was yeah. six it's, train it's not a it's not a full team practice. no yeah like definitely can't practice. do a full team practice There's, yeah it's very limited but uh players are able to get back on the court for the nba mm-hmm. which is a good thing uh that being said we got the best nba jerseys of all time uh and I don't know if I don't know if any of you are able to see these, but uh, I, I I know I sent I sent this to I think Ben sent this to me actually. If yeah, I, I was correctly. like, this is something we gotta talk about. This and I'm gonna send this, this to you, Riley, if I can find okay. your name on here. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying so, to find it. Yeah, top top three jerseys here. Uh, we've yep. got. Los Angeles Lakers from the 1970s to the 1990s. Boston Celtics, 70s to 2014. The Magic's jerseys from 1992 to 1998. 
the Bulls from 1985 to the present, Denver Nuggets 1985 to 1993, the city San Francisco Warriors jerseys that are from 66 to 71, the OG Charlotte Hornets jerseys from 89 to 96, and then finally the 2017-2018 Miami Mm -hmm. Heat jerseys. The only problem with this that I have is the Orlando Magic. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's the only one I got. Um, is that, is that, that's Shaq, right? Yeah, that's Shaq. That, that does not look right. It <laughs> doesn't look right. Yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, uh, the Orlando Magic jerseys, like, I'm, I, I'm okay with the pinstripes, but, like, it's a little bland to me. Yeah. It's not iconic. It's not iconic. It's just yeah. another jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the Cavs should be up there because, like, I when I look at like iconic like the Lakers, Celtics, mm-hmm. Bulls, Magic, I yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. You tell that to someone that doesn't watch every NBA game. Does that does that does that jump out to you as iconic? It it just doesn't to me. <laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't. I'm so it's not a bad jersey. It's just not iconic. Yeah. And the yeah. best jerseys need to have not they they don't you not only do they have to look, you look good in them but you have to have something you know, memorable happen in those jerseys, mm-hmm. right? The Cleveland Browns can have the best jerseys of all time, and they, if they went 0-16, I don't care how good the jerseys are, they're not iconic. Yeah. They're just not. You got to win and also look good doing it to make the list. So, yeah. I can't – I got a problem with that one. But, you know, that's just me. So – Let's do the reverse. Uh, Riley, what's your your top three? Then we'll go Ben, and then we'll go me. Top three out of these ones? Mm-hmm. I like purely based on just what they look like. Yeah, yeah. I like the Miami Heat one with the pink and the blue. Solid. Because, it, I mean, it's obviously just solid black, but it has a nice accent to it. Solid, solid. Solid, solid. Funny. And I like the Denver Nuggets one because of the rainbow and the mountains. <laughs> but obviously it's not like I wouldn't remember that. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily iconic, but I think it looks cool. Yeah. Yep. And I think that the the Bulls jersey is really like I could pick that out anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, that one I definitely coin as iconic, like. Yeah. That's the Bulls jersey everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic red. So mine's going to sound like a history lesson, and I'm ready for the OK Boomer jokes. Um, <laughs> but I got to go Boston 3. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakers 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite version of the Lakers. I like the more modern touch of the Lakers. Yeah. But the colors, it's, it's just it, – it is what basketball should look like. It's just mm-hmm. great. There's nothing more classic than the Bulls here. I yeah. can't. I'm sorry. I just Michael Jordan in that is just, mm-hmm. and that's probably for me watching Last Dance. But yeah, no, say <laughs> that's what I mean. It's a good jersey. It's got the best player of all time playing it. I said best player of all time, like LeBron. So yeah, um, best player of all time playing in the best jersey of all time. You can't be. Yeah. No. Those are those are all solid picks. Uh. I'm gonna have to go number three. I'm gonna take the the Warriors City jerseys because I like oh, I like nice. the clean, the fresh look. Uh, 
Yeah. They kind of have existed to today because while yeah. they have different uh, versions, they pretty much stuck with the the whole city look for uh for a while, especially last season. So they were bringing back some throwbacks, uh, which always look good. Uh, number two, I got to go with the Miami Heat. I just the the Heat switching it up from the classic red, black, and white to go into that mm-hmm. pink, white, and uh, light blue. Just it looks really good. Nice. Dwayne Wade in it just looks right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Dwayne's just. I remember him as a Heat player. Like that's that's just kind of how how it is. Yeah. And I mean, so it I just will, it just yeah, looks right when I'm looking at the picture. <laughs> yeah. Not to throw shade at it, it does look kind of like the GTA one of the GTA games. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> but. For me, when I think of Dwayne Wade in Miami, I think of him part of that alley-oop, that monstrous yeah. slam. And I don't remember that the jersey's looking like GTA, whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but, but then, I mean, yeah, I nice gotta jerseys. go. What? They're nice jerseys, but yeah. Yeah, I know. They're not. They're nice. Uh, and then I gotta go with the Bulls. I mean, that's that's definitely yeah. Definitely gotta go with the Bulls because I mean, Michael Jordan just. Obviously, in the jersey, just it looks like greatness, and mm-hmm. I just like the Bulls' colors in general. Like, yeah, I remember watching. Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, D Rose, when he was playing for the Bulls, and he was wearing those colors, and it just it just looked right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know any player that I see that that's wearing the Bulls' colors for some reason. It just looks like they belong yeah. in Bulls' colors. Yeah. It doesn't. They never yeah. look out of place in those jerseys. No, they don't. I mean, it's like the Yankees pinstripes. They can't change. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, Notre Dame put them on their uh, football jerseys. They still look. Amazing. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I want I would say a close uh, second. If I were to do a like a consolation prize, I'd probably pick the Lakers just because the Lakers have yeah. those jerseys were iconic for the longest time. Yeah, and the Lakers have just been such a huge team that you wear. That jersey, it'll be recognized literally anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Kevin Garnett in those in the Celtics jersey also looks just yeah. That that's yeah. that's just glorious. But I I, I know he played Wait. for the Timberwolves, but no one remembers that. So he just, they just remember the 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 Kevin Garnett that played with the Boston mm-hmm. Celtics. Well, I what mean, do you guys I... think of the purple Timberwolves jerseys, the uh, purple rain ones? Wait, you don't like the that? new ones? The new ones, like the pink. They're purple with like a little pink accent. Uh, I like their white. I like their all white ones. They're it's called the purple rain jersey. The purple rain jersey? Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. No, like I'm, I'm a like fan it. of the the OG Vince Carter purple Raptors jerseys. Now, those I, things lo- look I was slick. Lo- I was looking at yeah, those. Those too. are nice. Those, those are nice. Are nice. It's like the I mean, T-Wolves tried to take the old jerseys that they had with uh, the, mm-hmm. oh, what is it? The 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 iconic T-Wolves writing, Timberwolves yeah. writing, and then they just took it and made it like fuchsia. And it's it, it just, yeah, it doesn't work for me. I mean, I think they look cool. They're <laughs> well, obviously... Can, we'll go ahead and grab a yeah, Carl Anthony that. Townsend jersey before he's gone. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, 
So. But you don't you don't like their like bright neon green ones either, do you? Oh, I love the green. I I like I like I like those. Yeah, the neon I mean, green. They look great. like they I should mean, be directing airplanes. I'm a Seattle fan. I love the. Neon <laughs> green. Taylor, I mean, they look like they should be directing traffic at the airport. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> or putting out fires at the airport, but they look amazing. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> like they could, you could also just put those on and do road construction, and you're never gonna get hit. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, but they look nice. Yeah. So it kind of looks like we're yeah. They look like when you're driving and someone's got their high beams on, they just throw you in the eyes <laughs> on a residential road, and you're that's what they look like. Yeah, no. Just trying to blind the other team. But with that being said, uh, this is I think quiz time. Quiz. This is a quiz. Okay. That quiz. Fire so I quiz. took some of the questions that we didn't get to two weeks ago. Yep. I made it a little different. All right. I tried okay. to I tried to make it kind of fair. So there's five different questions for each of you, but there's also five different topics. Okay. Ooh. So there's a basketball question, a football question, a tennis question, a bowling question, and a baseball question. <laughs> You think I know tennis? I'm, like, I'm, I'm not my cousins. I'm not my cousins. <laughs> but it's fair because you each get a baseball question and you each get a bowling question. Uh, I, I'm still going to get bowling two out of five. Bowling <laughs> Bowling. I tried, I tried to make What is this middle school gym class bowling? Gym class. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you guys ready? Yeah. The only bowling I know is wee bowling. That's the only bowling I <laughs> Well, maybe it'll help you out if you know some wee bowling terms. <laughs> So do you guys know, want? To... <laughs> do you guys want to pick which category you want first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go... Let's go first. I'll go first. What category you do you want? To... Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. You want bowling? Okay. Let's start out bad that I can make this comeback. Let's... Ben, your bowling question is: How many strikes does it take to make a perfect game? Huh. <sighs> Between 10 and 20. Okay, before you said 10 and 20, I was going to say 9, because I can't be right. Um, But is it 19? No, it is not. It is 12. 12 strikes make a perfect game. Okay. Okay, Taylor, okay. are you ready for your bowling question? Yeah, sure, why not? In bowling, what is it called if you get three strikes in a row? Turkey. Oh, come on. <laughs> we bowling, man. Like... <laughs> That's the, I know. I was, <laughs> so I was like, if you, if you say turkey, I got this, dog. <laughs> if you asked me that turkey question, I was ready for it. Is that Running the only that bowling question, question you would know? <laughs> I, was, I knew spare, strike, and turkey. That's it. <laughs> that was it. Oh, okay. Okay, then what category do you want? Now, what are my choices? Tennis, baseball, NBA, or NFL? Baseball. Let's do baseball. Baseball. Who does the designated hitter hit for? Pitcher. Yes. You're correct. See, I tried so... to make the ones that I, I tried to make baseball, bowling, and tennis easier. All right. I mean, I don't. I yeah. I, I'm just like, well, who has the worst hitter? Usually, I would think designated <laughs> hitter. I was thinking, like, that's probably like, uh, um, if you're in a bad situation, you think designated hitter. But I don't really see pitchers hit much, so I'm going pitcher. Yeah. 
It's reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Taylor, what position player is known as a one on the baseball diamond? Hold up. What? First oh. base? Oh, wait, wait. On the baseball diamond? Yeah. Oh, I, I think I know this one. Is, so it's, a def- pre- it's a defensive player. Yeah, is known as a one. Mm-hmm. On the baseball diamond. Oh, I got it. I think I got it. Catcher? No. Ben, do you think you is know it, what it is? Is it pitcher? It's pitcher. What the heck? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right. I'm fired up about that one. I don't get the point for that one. So take. No. I mean, if first base would have been a reasonable guess, but no, it's the pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go like, because I was trying to, because I've seen like, um, I remember looking at, because one of my friends did the scoring for baseball, and she had like the thing on her desk, and it was like, like all mm-hmm. these things, and I was going like, and it was like, I'm like, where did, where was one on it? It's like, one was in the center. So that's yeah. Where the pitcher is. Huh. That's kind of weird. Well, now you know. Thanks to English class. I, yeah. I taught, I learned something. <laughs> cool. I learned something. Okay. All right. Your remaining categories are tennis, NBA, and NFL. Let's do tennis. Tennis. During a tennis game with one player on each side, what is it called? Let's, it's a match, a tennis match. There's one Singles? player on each side. Yes. Singles? Yes. Skull! So easy. <laughs> okay. This is where your, your Wii Tennis comes in. I don't right. play Wii Tennis. Yeah. You've never played Wii Tennis? No, dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. In tennis, the first to score after a deuce is said to have what? And it's usually shortened to two letters. Oh, this is... Um, oh. Can I phone a friend? I don't know this one, dog. So basically, if they if they have the lead, they would also have. Oh, I wait. Is it? Um, it's just a term used specifically oh, in tennis. It's a really love? weird term too. It... Love. Is that your, is that your final answer? What What was the question? Like it's it's deuce. The first to score after deuce is said to have what? So if they were tied, that's a deuce. But then, if they score, then they're ahead. They would have this word. I'm just gonna say love, but I, I'm sure it's not that. No, they would have the advantage, which is shortened to add. <laughs> oh, okay. That that, that was. A... <laughs> That's just a ripoff. That's such a ripoff. That's a dumb question. I tried to break question. it down for you. <laughs> so rip. I, I. Okay. What's, uh, what's, what? What? What choices do we have? Left? NFL and NBA. <laughs> okay, NBA. Here we go. Which former NBA player had a starring role in the 1980 comedy movie Airplane? So which former NBA player was also an actor? Uh, Michael Jordan? No. Shit. It is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem, <laughs> okay. <wow>. okay. <laughs> I mean, I was just because I I saw like Michael Jordan on like I was because like I've seen him in like other Space movies. Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> Not Space Jam, but like there was like a one movie where Michael Jordan was on the cover. And I was like, Michael. Michael yeah. Jordan's the only NBA player you know that's also an actor. 
Well, I don't watch many. I don't go. Like, okay, I'm. I don't go to IDMB. I'm going. I want to watch a movie with NBA players in it. I don't do that. I don't search. What movie's got the most NBA players in? I don't search that. I okay. mean, if I did that for the NFL, I'd be watching Ted and Ted too. So, like, I don't really That's care. True. Okay. So, Taylor, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, championship NBA point guard Kyrie Irving was born in what country? Hint, it's not the United States. Um, Kyrie Irving was born. Mm-hmm. He uh, is an American citizen, but he is also a citizen in this country. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Canada. Oh. No, it's Australia. Australia he doesn't have a he doesn't have an Australian accent though. Like, no. He must have really must have, like, Austra- like, really quick or whatever because he doesn't I, have an accent. I mean, he was born there. That that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean he lived there. I was gonna go somewhere in Africa, so I was way off. <laughs> well, I was like, I was gonna go there, and then I'm like, there's no, that's no, not Kyrie. Like, he didn't, he didn't grow up. Like that. I mean, I didn't. I was like, the only reason I was thinking that is because there's a player with the same last name in like the, the NFL, and he has a, he's mm-hmm. out of that ethnicity. So I was going like, maybe that name is ethnic to that region. That's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. It's Australia. Wow. Okay. Now you know. Yeah. All right. Our last round is the NFL. What is the required amount of years a player must be out of high school before being eligible to play in the NFL? Three. Yes. Well, Ben already won this one then. I didn't know that, so I didn't know if you guys would know that either, but... Because that's why, like, if you're a sophomore in the NFL, a sophomore in college, you can't play, but if you're a registered sophomore... Okay. I watch too much drafts. (laughs) Okay. Taylor, what team did John Madden win a Super Bowl with as a head coach? New York Giants. No, it's the Oakland Raiders. Oh, all the teams. <laughs> Taylor, I gave you a, I gave you a clue when I went like this. I was like, well, no, on my screen you didn't even do that. You were frozen. So. <laughs> I was blinking. I was going like Raiders, bro. Like Raiders. Uh, Ty is gonna be mad at me for that one. Of course. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, is he still a Raiders fan after the fact that they're in Vegas? Yeah, now they're in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was uh, you won that Who one. Four two. Ben won it again. Yeah. Yeah, I was already. I already was down. Uh, I was already down when he answered the question for the NFL. I was yeah. three two, but then that would just yeah. <laughs> I was just, yeah. Sorry about that. That was just my last ditch effort to come back, but it didn't happen. Did you like your tennis and bowling and baseball questions? <laughs> they were interesting. tennis, yes. Ten, they, they tennis, yes. Easy. No. I think my cousins will be very happy that I got that question. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I'm trying to find questions for you guys. I'm like, well, Ben would know this because it's about the NFL, and Taylor yeah. would know this because it's about the NBA. 
I was trying to make it kind of even. No, no. I mean, you made it pretty even. It was just there was a. It few was pretty even. Was, yeah. We're out yeah. literal left field, but. Yep. We're out of center field, basically. However yeah. You look at it. I mean, if it makes you feel better, when I was looking for baseball questions, I had to actually take a quiz to like see all the questions, <laughs> and I got them all right. So way to go! <laughs> I know. Baseball, baseball season, stuff. you'll cover it. Yeah, I guess so we know when what we're baseball gonna be season happens pretty soon. <laughs> so you're gonna be covering baseball season, and I'll be Maybe. talking about. Uh, and I'll be coming up with quizzes then. Cool. <laughs> During baseball season. <laughs> no quizzes are my thing. That's how I contribute. <laughs> Uh, well, that does it for Just for Kicks, uh, week seven. We'll be back next week. Uh, I think we're going to continue this throughout the summer, probably. Uh, Most likely. Why not? We might miss a week or there, here or there. Yeah, we're already we doing, miss. we're already doing this because of COVID, but, yeah. like, yeah, why not? So. Why not? It's going to be so weird when we're back in the studio doing this again. Yeah, I know. It will oh, be a little bit weird. weird. I mean, it'll be fun. Like, I'll be able to use my sound effects again, which I'm really happy for. I like the soundboard, but <laughs> and uh, I'll be yeah, and I'll be eating something in breaks. Yeah, and I'll be eating something during breaks. And the <laughs> yeah. quality of our voices will be much better. Yeah, honestly, uh, that's true. And I won't have audio issues. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, just for kicks. Week See ya. seven. See you guys.